are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power hey everybody welcome to power producers shop talk it's friday my friend hang on a second can we can we talk about can we talk about this for a minute (laughs) dude i forgot all about this picture uh, and I remember telling you, you look like the chick from Dodgeball. <laughs> oh, God. So that's that is, number one. But that, that was is, my ju- that was my junior year of high school. My senior year, I had the <laughs> the brilliant idea of trying to grow a mustache, and God. I had the mono brow and a mustache. And all my friends called me Santana because they said <laughs> I looked like my last name should be Santana with my horrible mustache, that's... dark complexion. That's so bad. And quite frankly, my exceptional baseball skills. I mean, not to brag, but, you know. What perfect timing that I happened to scroll upon that glorious <laughs> picture as we were starting. <laughs> carry on. Yeah, carry on. Well, you know, I'm going to talk about what I think is the number one mistake that producers make. But before I talk about what I think it is, I'm interested as to what you think it is. Because you and I haven't even talked about what I'm going to talk about. No, as we usually don't, and I just kind of get up here and wing it. Um, number number one <laughs> Seems mistake. to be working out okay for us, actually. Yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, number one mistake that producers make. Yep. Um, for, for me, in my experience, I would say that it is not dropping the clothes. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that before I jump into mine, and then we'll yeah. see if I can get you over to the dark side. Okay. Um, I think it's, which by the way, can I just tell you that I love the fact that I have an excuse every Friday morning now that we're recording shop talk from 10 to 11, because my alternative would have been to be at the house with the closets by design lady (laughs) who's coming to talk to us about designing our closets. And she's there right now. Oh my God. You guys have a new project every week. I've got five projects going on simultaneously right now, and all will be wrapped up by next Wednesday because Jeez. I'm the project manager. Why so many at one time? Why not space them out? Why not give yourself something to look forward to? Well, that's, mine aren't that'd be necessarily... Like me, that'd be like me buying, me buying 10 pairs of Jordans at once versus just buying one each month for the you? next 10 months. <laughs> because I don't, I don't know, it's like a Christmas each month. Yeah, but you spread it out over 10 months. I want it done now. Yeah. I guess right. Well, but it, it, part of it is this stuff snowballs. So we yeah. had some issues with the gentleman who was treating our yard. So I had to relieve him of his duties. 
and we now have to like have a fertilizer sections. guy or like a landscaping yes. guy. Okay. Oh no, we cut the grass ourselves. Right. That that's already been established. Yeah. 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 Um, but there are sections of my front yard that got so bad that we had to have a sod company, or we have to have a sod company come in with a sod cutter, cut them out, and put like new over fertilized and and dead or weeds. Uh, no weeds, just yeah. ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of no, weeds. Yeah. So anyhow, but I can't. The guy that lived in the house before us thought he was, you know, Bob Vila, not Bob Vila. This <laughs> guy. So he tried to do the own, his own irrigation, and I'm not even going to give you the analogies I could use with this. So in order for me to put new sod down, I needed to do a new sprinkler system in the front yard. So there's okay. that. So last weekend, as I'm planning on having the sprinkler guy start this week, I realized, you know what? I really need to work on that side yard and that area over there underneath the basketball goal and to the uh, right of it is getting hammered by the kids when they miss their shots. So I need to rip all that excessive plant material out of there and just put mulch down with the crepe myrtles. So that's what we did last weekend. And then it turned into, you know what? Actually, I'm going to go ahead and call him out on this podcast. Mr. Greg Hogan has a mm. very, very keen interest in my yard project for whatever the reason. <laughs> and he made a comment on my page when I, I think posted, I saw this yesterday. Well, no, this was last week about what are you going to do with the with the uh, the the uh, bricks? Because we still had that keystone border around the beds. Yes. We got new shutters. No, he said he said, I, I'm assuming your next project is getting those bricks out of there. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That was not our next project, Mr. Hogan. <laughs> Thank you very much. But because you I mentioned it. they look fine. Yeah. But because he mentioned it, my wife was not having any of that. So now I have four pallets of natural rock in my driveway. And by the way, Greg Hogan, <laughs> and I love Greg. Greg is a very good friend yes. of mine. So I'm, I'm not picking on him. But that being said, Greg Hogan. Then he comments last night asking me why I didn't su uh, sub that out to somebody else and have them do the work. <laughs> and I'm like, A, I wasn't even going to do this because... Yeah, this is your fault, Greg. Why yeah, don't you, you come down here and nonsense, do it? Hogan. Why aren't you down here with me? You're exactly right. <laughs> I need Hogan with a uh... wheelbarrow back and forth between my rock piles. Seriously. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Good grief. Um yeah, yeah, you know, so, Hogan is a bad I'm gonna no, I'm not done with Hogan yet. <laughs> Hogan is a bad influence on me. Because so Greg Greg and his wife Amy came down and last year when they came down, I spent some time with Greg in the afternoon talking shop and then we took the ladies and we went out to dinner at Capitol Grill. This time we ended up going to Ruth's Chris over by where they were staying. Mm. I show up, walk into the place that the uh, the Airbnb or whatever it was that they had rented, and I'm like looking left and right, I'm like, hey, this place is exactly what I need for vacation. It's it's not nice. I mean, it's not too nice. Yeah. But it's nice enough, right? Sure. Because anytime I qualify any place, I'm getting ready to move the fun factory for a week. <laughs> I have to make sure it's not so nice that we, you know, end up destroy in a situation it. where we don't get invited back or sure. we destroy it. And so the way that it worked out, I drove over there to meet him earlier. Annie ended up Ubering over, and she walked in, and I'm like, hey, this place is nice but not too nice. She's like, we should book this for a week at the beach. Bada boom, bada bing. We got a place at Treasure Island for a week now. <laughs> exactly the same unit Hogan was in. Hogan, you're costing me money. I'm looking at the camera, and I'm calling you out. You better hope I don't see pictures of your yard or you're going down. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's only right. You know? It is. And, and, you know, I can tell you, the other thing that, that little that dude does is this. He loves the T-Rex straps from the gym. Mm. Okay. You know what that is? 
Mm, I'm picturing the elastic straps that you just... They're not the elastic straps. These things are like a canvas, like the same canvas that a ratchet strap is made from. Yeah. Except you attach it to like the top of your door and you do this number. Mm, Yeah. And all of that using your body weight and then the angle of your feet is what... Greg's wife is a trainer. He loves Mm. the T-Rex. He loves suggesting that I use the T-Rex a lot. And the only thing he hasn't done is start suggesting I use the T-Rex a lot to my wife. That's a deal breaker for me. <laughs> that is a quick trip to New York if that comes out. Uh, yeah, not, I'm, I'm not a T-Rex guy. not familiar with that. that nah, you don't want to be. No. No, it's, that pairs horribly with the ab dolly, which Ugh. is also known as is that the roller, skateboard. The, the roller deal? No, the- sir. Way worse. Oh, oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. It's kind of. It, it's, it's got like, caster wheels yeah, that turn all yeah. four ways, and you yeah. hold on to it, and you roll out, and you roll in, or you keep your hands on the ground, and you put your knees on Satan's skateboard, and you push them out <laughs> and push them in. Or if you're really good, you use your toes and you do a pike every time, like this. No. Like you look like an inchworm with it. Not no, really you. good. No. I uh, I got stuck. I have I have one of those little ab roller things, you know, with yes. the handles, and it's got the wheel in the middle. Yeah. Got stuck, fell down. That was the end of that. I'm also not a fan of that machine Mm-mm. either. No. Now I will tell you, there was a story when the gentleman in the picture that you held up earlier was working out preseason with the rest of the team at the YMCA in Parkersburg, West Virginia, and the dance squad or the cheerleaders, it was one of the two, were also at the YMCA working out at the same Perfect. time. I gave you the old Chris Farley. Hey, uh, which way is the weight room? You know, I'm in there. <laughs> I'm in there. I jump on the crunch machine that you can stack plates on. You know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. I mean, not not plates, but like you put the pin in the plates. It's one of right, those right. old Nautilus machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I went full stack, and then I proceeded to pull the Ron Burgundy and do like 400 I reps. I don't know if you heard me counting. I did over 1,000. Yeah, I, I basically did that thinking I was impressing these people. Unfortunately, my abdominal muscles simultaneous. Don't drink right now. Don't drink. You're going to regret it. <laughs> my abdominal muscles cramped up simultaneously, and I couldn't get out of the machine. Oof. Because That's... if I bent forward to try and get out, it cramped up because that was the movement, and I was had the back against me, and I couldn't extend myself even anymore. So what I thought was going to be an awesome uh, lead-in to me being able to take a fine young lady out to the movies on a Friday night turned into me. Um, like the freaking hunchback of Notre Dame. Just yeah, not being able to get out of bed the next day. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, so anyhow, back to production. Number one mistake producers make. You think it's not <clears throat> dropping the clothes. Expand on that. Right. Um, What I've seen in in, in the past and and when, you know, one of the main issues when my guys weren't closing, um, we were selling the office supplies is is just not asking for the sale, you know, getting all the way down, going through the whole pitch, talking about how great, you know, our service was going to be and how easy it would be for them and how much money they were going to save. And then the people would be like, okay, cool. Um, You know, leave, you know, leave me your card and we'll call you. Well, no, (laughs) like, you know, it's like we the Tommy to ch- boy. Okay, thanks. I'm out. Yeah. See you. Okay, see you. No, I mean, well, well, we need to get the sale done today. Like that's how we get paid. So <laughs> y- you know, <laughs> we we've got to drop the clothes there. So that was that was a big thing. I, you know, whenever our guys were struggling in the field, and I would go out with them to you know do like a ride along and see what was going on. Nine times out of ten, it was that they would get down there and then they just wouldn't ask for the order. They wouldn't ask for the sale. They wouldn't say, hey. 
okay, you know, I'm glad you think that's great and everything. And the way that we get you set up is by going ahead and placing an order for the stuff that you're going to use over the next couple months, you know, here anyways, or, you know, whatever. And, and go ahead and, and, and pinning down a few items that, that it was actually going to be. I would say in, in the insurance world, it's, um, it's similar. I think that people get talking about, you know, coverages that may be missing or um, just different aspects of, of the forms. And then you have the discussion and, and, and the prospect's like, okay, cool, that makes sense. But then you don't, you know, you don't ask for the sale. You don't ask for that agent of record letter. You don't ask for, um, you know, you know, whatever the next step in your particular process is going to be there. So in my opinion, that's, that's what it is. What do you got? So in my opinion, and I can only base this off of my experience and what I've seen, I, I've not really, I shouldn't say that I've not seen people not going for the order. I think it's probably different when you translate what you just said to insurance only because there's a date deadline for policies to renew yeah. and everything. So you have no choice but to ask for the order, right? I mean, you can not ask for the order, but it's kind of the whole reason you're going into the meeting if you're talking to them about renewal. But I do think people get weak need or whatever you want to call it when it comes time to ask for it. People dance around the issue. I've been in yeah. I've been in rooms. And maybe that's with, more of the case with the insurance is just kind of dancing around it and not being, you know Or or talking too much or you know, right. overselling it, right? right I mean right, right. I think that overselling exactly. it's a big deal. But to me, I think the biggest the biggest mistake uh, that producers make right now is they don't know when to walk away. They don't know when to cut bait, period. Right. So I look at yeah. it across a number of things, and you and I have had conversations about some of this stuff this week. They don't know how to cut bait in the prospecting phase. When somebody is difficult to deal with, they continue to whore themselves out to sell them insurance, and then they end up with a client that's, guess what, difficult to deal yeah. with. You know, right. Who do you blame for that? You, right. because you knew they were a nightmare before you ever let them into your book of business. So I think that's a big deal in terms of the prospect or even getting them into the pipeline to begin with, right? Like when we're going through and we're qualifying the leads that we're going to have go through to HubSpot so that Marvin can call and Marvin. set appointments, like why, why don't people cut bait there too? You know, yeah. I think that, you know, it, we get, we're, we're under such production pressure. Yeah. People want the top of that funnel to be so massive that they just put everything in there and I'd rather refine it before be I put focused. it in there so I'm not yeah. wasting time and resources on it. But the other piece is then you get them in your book of business and mm -hmm. you continue to deal with all the garbage and nonsense that gets thrown at you and mm -hmm. you don't cut bait then either. Like you don't, you don't fire a client. And I talk about this. I talked about it in my book which, by the way, was sitting right next to my desk when you were here yesterday, and mm. I easily could have given you 153 copies. Um, God. But, but, you know, I talk about it in my book, and, and I've talked about it maybe on the podcast or in a blog post um, before, but I like to visualize... <laughs> and, and, and I, I know this. I like my, I like, I like my clients in a tuxedo t-shirt because <laughs> uh, I like to party because it's formal. But I like to party, and I want my client to party too. And I'm front row, just hammered drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of my favorite quotes from that movie. By the way, it's the best. But um, I like to I like to envision a conference room with a conference table. It has people sitting all the way around it with one empty chair. And that one empty chair 
is for the prospect and everybody else is the people that are in my book of business. Yeah. And I ask myself the question, does this person deserve a seat at the table? Sure. And I know that sounds hokey, but I literally do that almost every single time I'm, I'm looking at talking to somebody. And you know, I mean... And you there's know obviously well. exceptions to that, you know, like if you get sent a, a referral from somebody who, like, and, and you're doing them a favor, it, but it's different if you're prospecting them, right? You Correct. Know, it, and I that, still look at it that way, but maybe not with as much scrutiny as I otherwise would. Yeah. But, you know, the one thing that you can validate for everybody who's watching or listening to this is I'm not shooting them a line of BS. I am quick to cut bait and probably yeah. quicker than I should be sometimes, which is probably why you quit calling and asking me my opinion on some of this stuff because you would never write an account <laughs> if it was <laughs> if it was up to me as to whether or not we should bring some of these people on. But I mean... You know, look at it though. Think about this, and and we'll talk about one that that we're de- that I'm dealing with right now. That roofing company, right? I'm not going to name their name, but they're a roofing company. I don't. I think they were either a call in or a referral. It was not something that you went out and organically produced. But the lady was an absolute nightmare from the beginning. Oh, you're took, talking about the one that was mine or is mine? Yes. I don't yeah, even it, know. If, it, I don't even know if they still. Well, are a, a portion of it is, and the rest of it canceled, which is what I was going to get into. This lady, good. Through, you know, she was a nightmare to deal with getting Ugh. things signed, getting information first to get the quote, then getting things signed so that we could get the quote bound, then getting the down payment, then getting the finance agreement signed and all of that. And she turns around and she ends up canceling for non-pay. Okay. And then I get the distinct pleasure of having to back out all of the accounting coordinate with getting that money back from the finance company or from the the carrier and turn around and paying it back to the finance company it's an absolute nightmare and guess what yeah. we both knew that that lady was a nightmare before totally. we ever let her come on board we should have just never written the account and i'm not blaming you for it i'm just saying you know we're all guilty of it i'm not telling people that hey this is the number one producer problem and i never do this i'm saying it's the number one producer's problem and i'm a producer too so it makes it my number one problem yeah that one, they uh, they were a call in, and I always kind of treat those ones a little bit differently, um, just because they're reaching out to us, and it's not me that's like actively prospecting them. Right, um, I think when you're intentionally going after somebody, it's a whole different animal. Yes, it's much um, easier to cut bait. I mean, you have somebody right. calling in, it's like, hey, sorry, closed for business, or hey, I appreciate you calling in and responding to our ad, but we don't like you, so we're not putting you on our book. I mean, you have you don't have a choice because otherwise you get waylaid with nasty Google reviews and everything else. Right. Which, based on this person's the other, ineptitude, the I don't other even know if they know it, what Google is. <laughs> the other part of it, too, was the person that initially reached out to me from that company has um, has a policy with us. They have a separate business themselves, and they called about the roofing company. Oh, well, we can talk about that one offline then because I don't remember. I didn't remember that piece of it. Yeah, it's small. It's, I mean, whatever. You know, that's what she said. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I'm interested what everybody else says. Um, You know, I'm interested in your. I think those are two good ones, though. I think those are, I think, I mean, I think those are pretty on point. I'm with you. I would like to hear what other people have to say in terms of biggest mistakes because I feel like there's got to be something I'm missing. Yeah. Shoot out, shoot us your, your thoughts. You can, uh, Comment on the post when this is then when this is posted. You can send an mm. email to David at FloridaRiskPartners.com or mm. Kyle at FloridaRiskPartners.com. But listen, guys, K-Hawk. I do want to ask a favor. One thing that we never ever do, you know, I think we've probably done it once. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. 
we are not getting nearly the subscriptions that we should mm. have based on the number of downloads we have. I mean, I have zero complaints about the number of people who listen to the podcast. It's mm. been awesome and humbling yes. at the same time. Now we need to get those subscriptions going because um, they're not there. We have like right. 30 and the reviews for that matter. Uh, you know, Leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review on Spotify. I went on this morning and looked. We've been going not quite a year yet. 36 reviews. And of the 36, mm. like 10 people bothered to leave a comment. So hmm. if, if you appreciate the content we're putting out, please take the extra minute and do that for us. It would be very much appreciated. And if you message me and tell me you did it, once I see that review drop, I'll send you a free T-shirt. What do you think about that? Boom. There you go. And those t-shirts are nice, by the way. I just picked up a, a fresh guy from uh, from the office yesterday. They're like dry fit. The, the original one uh, I have is just regular cotton, average Joe. Yeah, no, I mean, like, boy. I get literally, I get stopped when I go into the grocery store with people <laughs> inquiring about the quality of my t-shirt. Excuse me, sir. Can I feel your shirt? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and while you're at it, sir, let me show you where the eyebrow wax is. <laughs> I've seen your high school baseball photo. This is intolerable. It's so bad. So bad. All right. Cool deal. Well, I think that we've beat that one up enough. I'll be interested in everybody's yeah. feedback. I mean, certainly, yeah, you know, our, our thoughts are conditioned by our own experiences. So you may be dealing with something differently than we are. So there you have it. There we go. Everybody have a good weekend. See you. See ya. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes